Welcome to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. During the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a leading business advisor and two-time best-selling author, will cover topics that will help business owners run their companies more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right. Welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz <coughs> Wentworth. And this week we have a special guest with us. He is a, an entrepreneur extraordinaire, dare I say. And he is an, he's the author of a book called Big Lucky, and he's the founder of Pureology, as well as several other things. Um, so this week, our guest is Mr. Jim Markham, and he believes everyone can be big lucky and achieve success. Jim's perseverance, ability to overcome odds, business acumen, and made-to-win mentality provided the foundation for, for him to have this highly accomplished career. Jim has founded four and developed five successful hair care companies, netting over $1.2 billion in combined retail sales. Uh, with each success, the Markham name has become synonymous with authentic, quality, high-performance products that serve as an industry standard. Jim is best known for pioneering sulfate-free, salt-free products in creating the luxury color category. And he continues making his mark as the acclaimed best-selling author of Big Lucky, serial entrepreneur Jim Markham's secret formula for success. This life-changing page turner is an Amazon.com bestseller and was a featured Audible's number one new release. So Jim, welcome to Mr. Biz Radio. Well, thank you, Ken. It's, uh, it's a really a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's get started with your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, it sounds fascinating. So tell us. Well, you know, I started out as a young poor boy in New Mexico and uh, had an alcoholic mother and ended up getting married at 15, had a child at 15. My, my mother says, uh, you got to work. She says, uh, oh, why don't you uh, go to barber school? Uncle, Uncle Clarence always did well as a barber. And so I went to barber school and did pretty well. I was cutting hair at 16. Uh, I started entering competitions and won the national championship and the hair Olympics and all, all several state championships. And I read in Playboy back then about J.C. Green charging $50 a haircut and cutting all the celebrities' hair. So I was bold enough. I got on the phone. I said, Jay, uh, and he took my call. I said, Jay, how can you charge fit, fit 10 times what I'm doing? And I, I've won all the awards. And he says, why don't you come out here and we'll cut a half a head of half a head of hair and we'll see which technique is best. I, he had a set of products that I wanted to distribute. I don't know why, but I always thought distributing and selling product was a great idea. So we went out and we cut Van Johnson's hair. One of his customers, he cut a half, I cut half. His side was better. He did something called shaping the hair, cutting shape into the hair, which is not what I did. And, and I learned from him. And eventually, you know, I started a Sebring franchise in New Mexico and did real well. I was, a, I was a licensed pilot, and I traveled around and taught barbers and stylists how to cut men's hair. We started men's hair salon. And Jay got killed by Charles Manson and the Manson murders, and Sharon Tate was killed. And so I ended up taking over Sebring, ended up buying Sebring out of bankruptcy, uh, and, and, and made it successful. Then I started cutting Paul Newman, Johnny Carson, Robert Redford, Steve McQueen, and many, many others. And... Uh, uh, and that, that went well. And of course, ended up selling Sebring and doing Markham products and Ava products and Purology products and Colorproof. And uh, I've had a 50-year career of 
successful businesses and it was a fun trip. Well, I'll tell you, starting off getting married at 15, I can't even imagine and, and becoming a father at that, that age, you know, 15, 16 years old. Holy crap. That, that's a, that's an eye opener and that's going to make you grow up quick. <laughs> it really was. And you know, it actually ended up being good for me. I mean, I, I thrived in that environment because I, I had a home then as opposed to, you know, all over the place. And I, I did well in that, but it was actually good for me. Well, Jim, I tell you, one of the pieces that I really like about your story is that you saw, first of all, uh, you didn't say your age. We're just going to assume you were of age when you saw you were reading Playboy, but nonetheless. Um, <laughs> he got <but> 17. <laughs> okay, okay. But nonetheless, um, what, what I really liked about that was you you saw someone that was doing what you were doing, but, you know, charging much more. How the heck do you do that? And the, the, the big part of it is you picked up the phone and called. Um, you know, I, I've talked about this before. Um, one of my favorite Steve Jobs quotes is if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And if the story goes around, I won't tell the whole story, but Steve Jobs was 12 or 13 years old and looked up Bill Hewlett's number from Hewlett Packard in the yellow pages, which obviously dates it, but he looked his number up and, and Bill Hewlett took his call. And as a, as a 12 or 13 year old boy, he wanted to figure some things out and he called Bill Hewlett himself, much like you did. Yeah, I was very, very uh, ambitious and I always believed I could win. I always thought I could succeed, and I did, actually. Well, and I think that's a big part of it, right, especially as an entrepreneur. And the other thing I I get out of your story is, you know, you had all these successes, you had some valleys, and then, you know, taking over Sebring when, you know, and rising like a phoenix from the ashes, so to speak, um, and making that successful again. I'm sure that was quite challenging as well. Well, it was because I really had no experience in, in, in uh, uh, I had a little bit of sales and experience in sales, but I had none in management or operations or accounting or legal. And so I, I made it a point to learn each thing at one at a time. And uh, I actually learned it on the job and uh, I, I got pretty good at it as we went along. <laughs> yeah. Well, and sometimes that's the, the best way to learn it, right? Uh, yeah. It, it, the school really hard knocks, as they say, right, Jim? <laughs> school hard knocks. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. Well, and it sounds like you did that along the way. And then you just continue to parlay your experience and gaining that experience into more and more brands. You know, I, I probably would have went to work for somebody, but no one would hire me. So <laughs> I just started another company. I did, I did five and uh, I just kept starting a company. I'd sell them and I thought, well, I should consult and nobody really thought I knew anything or they didn't need anything for me, I guess. And, uh, I said, well, hell, I'll just do it again. You know, I'll do another one. I kept doing another one. And I always believed I could do it. You know, I always thought I could do better and, and always did do better each time. Well, I mean, I think that's another one of those things that a lot of entrepreneurs are unemployable, right? Yeah. Once you have that mentality. And, and honestly, probably with all the success you had as an entrepreneur, that kind of probably changed your mindset, right? You had a different mindset as, a, as opposed to being an employee. Yeah, I never really thought I could make a very good employee because I was always wanting to lead and, and, and direct and uh, uh, never satisfied with second best. I was always wanting the very best. And I, I could generally figure that out with other people, excuse me, other people. And so, you know, a, a good entrepreneur that's been in, in control is probably not a good employee. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I tell you the, the as a fractional CFO working with all sorts of different business owners in different niches and different industries, more and more, and a lot of times it's they they it's self-professed. 
you know, they'll say, I could never work for someone again, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. And, uh, and it, it was a nice trip, you know, and each time I got better and better at it, then, uh, uh, it was really fun. I really enjoyed starting companies and, you know, selling companies and developing formulas. That always was really one of my things. I love to develop better formulas. Well, that's interesting. So this week, again, we've been talking with Mr. Jim Markham, who is the author of Big Lucky. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Um, he's also the founder of Pureology, as well as four other companies. And uh, I should mention, we're going to talk about the book during the next segment, Big Lucky. And we're going to figure out a little bit about that, what drove Jim to write that book, what kind of uh, spurred on that uh, that need to write that book and, and why. And then in the last, um, the last segment, we're going to talk about how to apply Big Lucky to growing a business because he's got a lot of good things to share. So come back after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show, and it is time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week, and here's something that probably Jim can relate to as well, for having built five successful businesses. The tip this week is, it's a little bit harsh, Mr. Biz Nation, I got to throw it, I got to tell you that. If you don't have a budget and monitor your progress against it every month, then you aren't serious about your business being a financial success. You got to have a budget. You got to monitor against it. I've talked about it on the show many times before in the past. Critically important. And I always joke around, Jim. I tell people, uh, a lot of people don't like the B word. Not that B word, budget. Including Mrs. Biz. Mrs. Biz doesn't like that B word either. But nonetheless, um, it's critically important because you can, it allows you to build your budget off the goals you have and then monitor against them every single month so you can see the progress, so you can make adjustments. Are you ahead or are you behind? Why? And figure that stuff out as opposed to waiting until halfway through the year or more and then figuring out, oh my gosh, we're behind and we got to try to turn this big battleship around to, to you know, make the second half or the last quarter of the year uh, successful. And a lot of times it's too late because it's, you know, depending on the business or industry you're in and how the economy is going, you just can't make changes that quickly. So that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week. So Jim, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about big lucky. So what, what drove you, what, what was, what made you say, gosh, I need to write a book. And, and then, you know, why do you call it big lucky? You know, uh, I've had, colleagues and friends for the last 25 years saying, you know, from where you came from to where you are now, 
you know, it's been quite a journey. You've got to tell that story because it's really interesting, the ups and downs you went through and how you overcame them and came out of it really successful each time with each company and ended up in a very good spot and, um, and, and create a roadmap for entrepreneurs that hopefully will help them have an easier way of being successful, being more successful. Um, well, I used to cut a lot of celebrities here, Paul Newman, Johnny Carson, Steve McQueen, but one particular occasion I was cutting Paul Newman's hair in his house in Beverly Hills, and um, he said, Markham, he said, you're big lucky. He said, there's three kinds of luck. He said, there's no luck, there's luck, and there's big lucky. He said, you're big lucky, I'm big lucky. So I always took that to heart and uh, applied that in the book. I thought it was an appropriate title since he gave it to me. Well, I'll tell you, when I first, when I first, when we, we first got you booked on the show and I was doing some show prep and everything, and I'm, I see some of your background and some of the amazing success you've had. And I'm like, why would he write a book called Big Lucky? Because, and my idea was that maybe you're not giving yourself enough credit. Like you're saying, oh, I was just lucky, you know? And so I'm like, holy crap. Like, you, no, clearly you can't just be lucky that many. No one gets lucky that many times. You have to know what the heck you're doing. You have to be very successful and driven to be as success, successful as you have. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So but, I got to ask you, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, a lot of times the circumstances, you know, uh, one of the circumstances that really helped me, unfortunately for Jay, and he was my mentor, was he got killed, and I had the option going from New Mexico, to, from charging $5 a haircut to cutting and charging $50 a haircut. That was lucky. Now, the fact that I could keep the customer and keep it going and perpetuate that, that was skill. But oftentimes you get, you know, like you, if you live in Africa, that's being pretty unlucky. You're probably not going to come out of that real good. So there's some elements of luck and elements of skill. And, uh, but I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because Paul Newman said I was a big luck. Well, that's a pretty good endorsement to have, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so I, I have to ask, with all these different, these five different companies that you, you've started, um, and you had mentioned in the first segment about you, how you love creating new formulas and things like that. How did you get people, others, to believe in your products? You know, I'm, I'm a very good storyteller. And I would develop the products and make them vegan and carcinogen-free. And, uh, you know, I'd get the right lather, the right feel, the right performance. But I knew how to tell that story about it, and I could sell it. And you got what we did was we cut the hair a certain way, and then we promoted daily shampooing, which was brand new in the 70s. And they, they, but most men would comb their hair back into a pompadour and they would wash their hair once a week or two and use Vitalis or Brill Cream. And they didn't wash their hair. If they washed their hair, they couldn't comb their hair. So we gave them a way of cutting the hair the way it grows, cutting shape into the hair, which was very masculine and framed the face, and gave them a shampoo and conditioner that they could keep on a daily basis. That was revolutionary. And it just soared, soared, soared. And it was made, made me very successful doing that. And I could sell that story. So as we went from company to company, I was able to tell my product concept story, the product performance story, what makes it special, why it's unique, and there's nothing like it. I did that well. And I taught that well. Yeah, well, obviously. Uh, like I said, with the success you've had, I have to tell you, Jim, I'm feeling a little bit inadequate with my uh, my shaved head look I have here. <laughs> you're, you're cool. That's good. I mentioned, I mentioned on another show, I've got uh, someone close to me who's uh, going through chemotherapy. So uh, myself and some others uh, close to him, we all shaved our heads. So it's starting to come back in now, but yeah, I'm feeling a little, 
I'm feeling a little inadequate talking to Jim Markham about, <laughs> about hair, and I'm I'm looking like this. You're, but. you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I guess, um, again, I, I want to talk specifically in the last segment about, you know, applying Big Lucky to grow your business. So I don't want to give too much of that away. But uh, I, that all said, you know, you mentioned some of the folks that you work with and cut their hair and everything. Um, if you would, we've got about two minutes. Give, give us, uh, you, got, you got a funny um, Hollywood story, a funny uh, celebrity story you could share with us? Uh, I got one. I think it's, I'm not sure how funny it is, but it's a, with Paul Newman. I, I cut his hair a lot and I was on location with six movies and got film credits. And I, uh, he really taught me a lot, but one, on one particular occasion, I'm in, uh, cutting his hair in his Beverly Hills home and uh, I'm right in the middle of it. We're talking and, uh, and Joanne Woodward comes in his wife. He jumps up out of his chair. He runs over to her, kisses her and she he says, hello, lovely lady. And I'm just in awe that the sex symbol of male sex symbol of the world would take this at my attention and, and charming to go kiss his wife. I thought, what, if a superstar like him does it, what must a mere mortal guy like me do? <laughs> and I saw him do things like that on different occasions. Um, that was really, really cool. Well, I got to tell you, Jim, you mentioned that, you know, how great was it for your business to be able to say, hey, if you don't, if you don't think I'm good at cutting hair, look, the sexiest man in the world, I cut his hair. I help with that look. I help him, you know, get that. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we did some photo shoots on location. I think it was either pocket money or sometimes a great notion. And he, he just gave me the whole role. He said, just use them in good taste, Mark. So I had his all his pictures, and, and I did use them all over. I mean, we publicized everywhere. And it helped a great deal having him as a client. We actually started a campaign uh, called the $55 haircut, which is what I was charging. It said the $55 haircut for a whole lot less at your Markham salad in a better shop, which meant that Joe Schmo in Dallas could use this commercial and say, we give the $55 haircut, but we only charge 10 or 15. And we did that nationwide and that worked quite well, added value with $55, but they only had to pay 10 or 15. And that right. worked really well. Sure. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, again, this week, guys, we've been talking with Mr. Jim Markham. We are going to hit a break here in a few seconds, but I wanted to mention again, go out and check out his book, Big Lucky, um, and check out a lot of his product line. I mean, you can, you can Google Jim and find out, but uh, Pureology is the most recent one of his five companies. Um, good stuff there. Uh, make sure you follow us as well. On, on Check out the Mr. Biz YouTube channel, uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Clubhouse, if anyone's on Clubhouse. Twitter, we've also launched a new streaming channel that we're uh, actually getting up and going. And this, this actually will be on there as well. So come back after the break and he is going to tell us how to apply Big Lucky to growing a business. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. You can have live access to your very own CFO, 
plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And Jim, I got to tell you, especially hearing all the experience you've had, all the cool experiences, the success you've had with the businesses, the book, um, I'm, I'm anxious. And so I want to tell you, when you start to answer this question, don't think I'm being rude, but I have my notepad right here. I'm ready to take notes. I'm ready to take notes. So I want to, I want to know, how do we apply a lot of the things that you talk about in your book, Big Lucky, to growing a business? You know, um, I did five different companies a little differently, five different positionings, and uh, that required a little bit of different skill set. But I, I, uh, I always believed I could win. I always thought whatever I started, I was going to win. I think that's really important to believe you can win. You know, I firmly believe God made everyone, everyone to win. And you just got to take your confidence and, Apply yourself even when you get knocked down. You know, knock down is part of growing. You get knocked down, you get back up, and you do it again. And just don't quit. Keep going and make it work. So I started with you know practically no money and uh, had a, a small budget, as you mentioned. I think budget's critical. You can't do it without it. And with Sebring, we were profitable within six months. We went from losing about thirty thousand a month to gaining about thirty thousand a month in, in profit. So uh, I think just being real steadfast, carefully analyze, have a good budget, uh, create, you know, create a one-year, five-year plan, analyze your competition, see what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong, and try to do it better than they do, and try to create a point of difference that they don't have. I think that's critical. You can always say, well, they do this, but we do this. They don't always have a point of difference. That's critical. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is not positioning their product and most of the time, you can create a better position if you just look for it. So see what your competition is doing, see what they're missing, because they missed something, and find a niche and, and keep going and, and just follow your budget, follow your plan, just add to people as you can afford them, and be careful with your money, because sometimes you run out of money too fast, and that's not a good thing. So uh, I just uh, identified a marketplace, which in the beginning was barbers. And that's probably the hardest people to sell on the planet. And we made barbers distributors for small towns. It could be Dallas. And we started with like, you can distribute to Dallas and you get, you get to sell to 10 salons. So I'd go in and do demonstrations and help them get trainings going. And then they would, they would train to uh, their Dallas. Then it would be Fort Worth and there would be Georgia and all, all around the country. Uh, and we, we had 78 distributors, 75 distributors with, with Sebring and 78 with with a Markham product, but then I found a really new avenue. I found the women's market, and the women's market is about 20, 30 times bigger than the men's market, and I went into Wadaba, and that opened up a whole new category because they, they have distributors that were called full service. They distribute all the area, so you're not dealing with 78 people. You're dealing with like 20, and they had their territories, but I think... Um, Having a plan, execute your plan, stay within budget, and um, 
And, and if you make a mistake, you, which you will, you will fall down. You'll make mistakes. Uh, don't. It's part of. It's part of winning. It's part of winning. Don't. Don't accept it as defeat. It's just a learning process. It's just a learning process. Analyze it. Dust yourself off. Don't quit and make adjustments until you get back on track and keep winning. I think as a state of mind, I think big lucky is a state of mind. We're we're all we all have big lucky, but you got to have a lot of confidence that you can fall down and you can get back up and you will win. You keep the confidence. I yeah, I think it's great. Works. I talk about it all the time, you know, what I call consistent perseverance, you know, the, the, the notion of life is, it doesn't matter how smart you are, how, how handsome you are, how beautiful you are, um, who you know, you're going to get knocked down. As you mentioned, yes. it's just part of growing. It's part of learning. You're going to, so you have to learn as an entrepreneur to accept the fact that's going to help. You can't let it crush you when it happens. And I think no, that's a lot of what you're talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You, you just can't take it too personal. This is part of part of it. They, they say like playing tennis, you just got to get a few more over the net than you don't miss. That you, then you don't get over the net. Just a few more wins. Sometimes it's like that. It's only a couple balls over more than you lose because you will lose, and, and hopefully the losing isn't as critical as the winning part. Well, that being said, what's what's your of, of all your experience? What's been your your favorite? I won't call it a failure, but the favorite time that you got knocked down. Uh, maybe it's one the one lesson you learned the most from. Hmm. Well, I I, I kind of went broke uh, a couple of times. I uh, got knocked through, through, threw out of we had a receive we had a three week partnership in the early days, and they threw us out of the company for a year and a half, and I uh, had to survive with no money, and I'd lost all my customers back then. You didn't have a phone to keep address books or at least i didn't and i didn't have my celebrities cut and uh i had to play pool and play checkers to make a living and i was on hollywood boulevard playing checkers with the pimps and the pimps played checkers in jail and learned how to play checkers in jail i learned how to play checkers in a barbershop from an old guy that probably my age that taught me how to play and i could beat most of them so we'd play for 25 dollars 10 dollars you know, and I did, I won more money playing checkers than, than pool, but that was a humbling experience. I didn't know if I was ever going to get back or not. And, and that was a, a big lesson there. Um, you know, I, 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 I sold Markham product one time and spent all our money and um, had to go back to New Mexico and start cutting hair all over again. And I went into a marketplace as a $10 marketplace and started charging 35. Of course, that was too high. Nobody would come back to me that I used to have there. So I went down to 30, and that didn't work. I went down to 25, and I started building up at 25. So very humbling experiences. I finally came back out of that and started Abba Products. And, uh, you know, it's, it's up to down, but you just got to keep focused. I, I knew I had to come back, and I knew I could do it again if I just had a chance. I think confidence and the belief in yourself is probably one of the most wonderful things you can have in the belief that God made you to win. You're a winner. You got to take it and seize the moment. I love it, Jim. And, and look, it's, you just exemplified that consistent perseverance, right? Yeah. Uh, you got knocked down and you're like, man, I got to make this work. And so of all things, with the background <clears throat> you have, of all things, you're like, hey, I can play checkers. I can, I can shoot pool and keep, keep afloat. Uh, yep. we've only got about a minute and a half or so left here, but what is one thing, Jim, that most people don't know about you? Um, well, um, that's a good question. I mean, most people don't know that I played checkers. <laughs> most people, uh, 
anymore, a lot of people don't know that I even ever cut hair. I mean, except for, you know, the book and telling the story. I think most, I, I'm, a, I'm a master checker player. And most people don't know that. And I, I used to play checkers a lot. I need to start back now. But online, there's some world champions online. On, on I think it's Yahoo. That really is fun for the checker players. But playing checkers, you know, we there's not a lot they don't know about me anymore. But, I mean, we stuck it all out there. And, and, and telling the book was important. It took 19 months to write it. And we, we think we got a good roadmap for winners and entrepreneurs that will make it a shorter journey and a more successful journey by following some of the tips, the trips and ticks, uh, tricks and tips I went through in my journey. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I mean, again, hearing a lot of your story, hearing the things you've done, uh, the success you've had, the bumps in the road, uh, very inspiring, Jim. I, I, look, I, we're out of time here almost, but I really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much. So fun to talk to you. You've got a great show. Congratulations. Well, thanks, Jim. I really appreciate that. So again, Jim Markham, check out his book, Big Lucky, named by Paul Newman himself. Paul Newman himself, who Jim used to cut his hair and uh, be directly involved with him a lot. And he's the founder of Pureology as well as several other companies. Check out Pureology and some of the things they got going on. And Colorproof. And Colorproof. Yeah. Uh, So guys, thanks a lot for listening as always or watching uh, in this case. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, Cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio. To learn how to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, visit MrBizSolutions.com. For access to free weekly content, subscribe to the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to archive shows, you can find them on the Mr. Biz Solutions website.